Hello world. Let me uh, get these things pulled up real quick. God like damn it, Dan! Crush my. <laughs> 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 it's your first podcast. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to episode 38 of the Pink Bike Podcast. I'm your host, usually, Mike Levy. I'm here with Sarah Moore, Brian Casimer. Brian Casimer? Jesus. Whoa. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I'm so drinking again. Brian's, <laughs> Brian's in my head. <laughs> Mike Casimer. There you go. And for the first time, we have Dan Sapp. The end of the year usually means two things. It means a bunch of resolutions that we're not going to stick to and all of those best of lists that everyone does, including us. So Pink Bike editors, Mike Casimer, Dan Sapp, myself, as well as content manager Sarah Moore, all chose our personal top picks for 2020. And you can read about those on the website. But today, that is exactly what we're going to talk about. Sarah, this is when you would usually read the news, but let's Let's just skip that boring stuff for once, because we need to talk about your list that has a home gym on it and ice cream socks. You're one of the few people during Corona who talked about a home gym and then actually made the damn thing. Yeah. And it looks like an impressive, like legit home gym. It's not just like some cinder blocks in a corner. It looks (laughs) real. Kaz, you saw my gym? It started (laughs) as... I initially had like two 10 pound weights that I would just use because my wrists are not very good for doing push ups. And uh, yeah, I found the whole setup for a thousand dollars on Facebook Marketplace. What, what and, do you got? Uh, what does it have? Yeah. Okay. So I've got a squat rack with an inter- integrated chin up bar. And then I have 300 pounds of weights. You know, I might need to add more weights, but not. Do you, just get, for now. Do you just get your partner <laughs> I think the to squat rack off is the also, bar? It's not. <laughs> not certified for more than 300 pounds i think um and then i've got adjustable dumbbells which are really cool because they take up less space um and i bought kettlebells separately Uh, i got a couple uh bands for like elastic bands for different workout stuff how long have you been doing it yeah how long you've been at it uh like i went to the gym a lot for the past two years, maybe three years. Oh, so this is not your COVID first hit. gym rodeo. I see. I see. No, no, no. Like I, I went to like group fitness classes or like a small group personal training in like North Van and then in Squamish as well. Kaz, um, did you know so that I kind of learned all the techniques? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know she was secret training. Like I feel like she would beat me in a push up, pull up, arm wrestling contest. And all uh, I don't these know things. about upper body. I'll like squat a whole lot of stuff. But... Yeah, three hundred pounds of weights there. <laughs> that's a yeah, lot of I weights them all every day. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's like eight Casimir and I. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I really enjoy it. Like it's a kind of when you're biking or like I used to cross country ski, like it's really hard to see progression and in the gym it's, it's so cool. You just add like a pound or two or five pounds and you're like, Oh wow, I got better. And you also notice when you get worse as well. Like I, I didn't actually train all summer. I just got this like late August and, uh, yeah, I definitely noticed not doing anything all summer, but for, for now people making, that don't making progress know, fast again. For people that don't know, Sarah is a bit of a smiling assassin. I've never met somebody who's who's happier and more outgoing. She wants to talk to people, and then she will destroy you on the bike. <laughs> 
She'll do it really <laughs> nicely though, right, Paz? Yeah, very happily. And now she can destroy people in the gym too. So yeah, I don't everything know about going. that. I've got I've got all the tools, but uh yeah, it's pretty fun. I enjoy it. I feel like by next, yeah, by next spring, you're just gonna be jacked and be able to just like tear the arms and legs off of everybody. Well, I do like baking as well. So I feel like the two uh, complement each other. So it's like you got the baking, the gym and the riding bikes and it all kind of balances each other out in the end. Okay. Last question about your home gym before we move on. Are you training for anything specific in 2020? One, 2021? 2021. Well, you know what they say is when you live in a place like Squamish or Whistler, you just got to train to be average or I'm sure Bellingham as well. And true. Is, yeah. <laughs> just train to be average so that I can go on rides with my friends and not get injured and <laughs> do some big epic days. So it helps so much. And I got in the gym a little bit this spring and, you know, believe it or not, I failed to complete a full year in the gym. Um, I didn't even manage a half year. Is that, <laughs> is that on your resolution <laughs> list for this year's resolution now? So I did. Uh, we did. It was. I thought you, you added some uh, pushups last year, right? You were doing 100 pushups a day. <laughs> I and some friends, we did a hundred a day. Not good ones, though. Last year. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we're all fairly fit. And it ended up with one of them having a major elbow injury from doing too many pushups and potentially having to have surgery. So, Sarah. Another thing on your list is an Axis drivetrain and dropper post. That that makes complete sense. But you also mentioned that you use your Garmin to track how many times you shift during a ride. Do, do you do that? And how many times do you shift? Okay, I have done it. And <laughs> I don't how do many it times? every single ride. I know how much Mike Levy loves. He, you, you seem to love Axis, but you hate technology in, in general. So I just can't imagine. No cables. Fiddling with the Garmin. <laughs> Um, I feel like it's one of those things on the Garmin that I think is super cool, but it's kind of like on the the second screen. So it's like there's a jump feature as well. And Garmin is like, woohoo, good jump, which it's not really very useful, but it's fun. So it's kind of the same as the, the cable or the shifting. I don't really look at it that often. It's true, but it is cool. So why wouldn't you set it up? Do you, remember Do you know what your favorite gear is? You oh, shifted yeah, though. I don't know off the top of my head how many times I shift. I do look occasionally though, but my, my favorite gear is, well, it was my smallest gear, but now that I have a 52, it's the second smallest. You don't need a 52 tooth cog, Sarah. (laughs) You're an animal. We just talked about this. (laughs) I like to have a very high cadence, you know, those uh, repetitive uh, stress injuries (laughs) of mashing on your gears too hard. Right. Right. Okay. And. The last thing on your list that we're going to talk about, you have a camelback on your list. And I was just wondering, is this 2007? Why do you have a camelback on your, why do you have a backpack <laughs> on your, on your best of list? It's a vest. It's very different. Have you oh, tried yeah. to take vests before? <laughs> it's not a pack, guys. <laughs> it feels like you have not, like you don't have a pack on. It's way different to riding with like a full. It looks like no, you're going camping for a week. What are you doing? What do you take with over you? Prepared, over prepared. I'm definitely over prepared. Well, I always have a spare pair of gloves. I have got an extra layer. Um, I like to bring a first aid kit and have a little miniature uh, baby sack in the winter. It's like 100 grams. Because like if you crashed, you would get hypothermia, guys. Yeah, okay? for sure. I, I snarked. So, I made a yeah. snarky sound there, but also if yeah that makes sense i just cover myself with leaves and pine needles and stuff (laughs) (laughs) 
out on your solo You do that anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have a buddy that uh, I ride with every now and then, and he always has a folding saw in his bag. And there's been rides that we've gone on. Like, I just want to go for a goddamn ride. (laughs) Let's go for a bike ride. And we end up (laughs) stopping and cutting all these trees out. And someone has to do it for sure. Um, Thank you for doing it that one time, Tyler. But I, I personally find yeah, myself... Yeah, I prefer to go out and... Just ride, for sure. And walk and bring a saw or like go and drain pedals when I'm exactly. walking. But when I'm out on the bike, it's like, I'd like to just ride my bike. And I usually no. get cold if I stop too much. I bring a saw. I got that silky big boy. Have you seen that thing? It has a 14... It's like a 14 and a half inch blade. It's sweet. And then after like a windstorm, when I go ride, that's the only time I'll wear a pack. So I'll just bring that and then I'll cut a couple of trees till I get sick of cutting trees and I'll keep riding. But it, it works really well. So for everybody curious, if you want to carry a saw and everything else with you, that was the Camelback Chase 8 vest on Sarah's list. It's only Sarah, six d- liters. Six, yeah, it just looks huge. It just looks huge. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they make that- smaller ones. They make little ones. It's actually not too bad. I don't like packs, but the Chase vests are, are acceptable. Okay. Does that have they- the water lower as have well room- too? Like the lumbar water thing? No, it sits normal, but in the front, it doesn't have like a normal, just one way strap. It kind of fits just like one of those runner's vests, basically. So it, cover, it kind of just keeps it in place better. There's yeah. little pockets in the front, so you can put all your little Batman accessories up there. And your cell phone, easy to take out. Take all selfies. your trail photos, take all my selfies. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't perfect. do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kaz, I can see the confused look on your face, Kaz. <laughs> So some other things that Sarah had on her list were the Endure ice cream socks. They look exactly how you think they look. Specialized women's trail series thermal jersey. Uh, She has a specialized power saddle expert with Mimic. What's Mimic? What is that? Tell me. It's the foam technology that's used in the saddle. (laughs) Did you just say the foam technology? Uh, technology? I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> that sounds like something specialized they use, would they say. They use fancier words. <laughs> but I basically, bet they do. it's the material that the that yeah. Yeah. made out of. You also had a brown Fox 36, yeah. the Root Beer 36, and some DD grips. All right, Dan, let's talk about your list. You've got some interesting things on here, including your El Camino. What's going on with the Ridge Lines? Pontiac Aztec. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. hey, hey. <laughs> Sarah and I are actively looking for an Aztec right now. I think they're cool <laughs> as shit. You, why uh, would you can just get a Ridgeline? No, I so, like Aztecs have more character. So anyway. long story short, the Ridgeline has kind of been amongst a group of friends for years. Uh, a buddy of mine got it in 2006 when it was brand new. Sold it this, to a buddy of his. This very Ridgeline. This very Ridgeline. Okay. It... It got run into a pond. The motor had to be rebuilt before 50,000 miles. Um, it has a dent in every body panel. And my next buddy, he got it in college, destroyed it. I mean, I don't know how many shuttle runs we did in that truck. Thousands. Uh, it's a wonder it's still alive. And then it was sitting in his barn near my parents' house, you know, three hours from me. And my car had died. And I flew back in to see my parents after a media trip somewhere. And so my buddy Steven was like, oh, just go pick up the ridgeline. It probably just needs a new battery. And he's just been like putting his dogs in there while he's mowing and stuff, you know, so they won't run around. <laughs> and the inside's destroyed. That's his dog storage unit. <laughs> yeah. It's just totally nasty. But I drive it two hours back up without turning it off because the, we had to jump it and put a new battery in it. And it's worked ever since. He's like, oh, just give me some money for it. And so I gave him like, 
you know, a few thousand dollars for it. And it's been reliable. I've had it three years. I didn't think it would last three months. And I've put like 60,000 miles on it, maybe. And it's all uh, while looking like a badass. <laughs> look at that thing. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> and, and, but, you know, it looks, it looks questionable at best, but it's been really reliable and it's really practical. And that's been like kind yep. of a huge theme for things that like they have to be practical. And one of the biggest things is you can stuff all this stuff in the bed and lock it. And around here, you know, people do smash and dash, you know, break windows, grab stuff out of cars, stuff like that. And so where, where's around here? If people can't oh, tell from your accent. Carolina. Okay. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah. So, so do you just put a, t- a tailgate, yeah, just pad, put a tailgate on? pad on it? It seems like the best of yeah. everything. Uh, it can fit five bikes, five people, um, tons of gear, hose it out, you know, it's, just yeah it doesn't matter the dog gets in it after being in the river and yeah who cares dan you've also got some recycled wheels on your list tell me the story with these things why are they not just normal carbon wheels so those are revels i think they're the rw30 fusion fiber wheels and they're made a little bit differently than a standard carbon fiber and the way that fibers are they can actually chop them up break them down after they're used and turn into other products they can't like you know if you broke a rim you can't make another rim out of it because the fibers are the wrong length and all of that but they can make they made some tire levers they're talking about making wait 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 can they make a 26 inch rim out of it <laughs> yeah but who would buy it <laughs> well a lot of people they're jumpers carbon yeah. dump wheels but you know the cool thing with those wheels is i kind of i was really skeptical about them and i didn't think that they were going to hold up incredibly long as I was like, okay, sure. They rode well. I, they feel good. They have nice hubs. They're fancy, all of that. And I liked them. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to give them to my buddy going to the downhill park. You know, the last set of wheels that I gave to him were some aluminum enduro wheels. And he, you know, folded them within a week. And he took them and, yeah, you know, forget about them. And I talked to him a, long, a month later. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've been riding those nonstop. They have one scratch on them. It's like, Oh shit. Okay. You know, and so I kept riding them and, you know, they've just held up really, really well. And for a plastic, you know, carbon wheel, that's pretty awesome. So I know the, the rims can be recycled, but I guess that probably, well, not probably that, I mean, that definitely depends on getting the rims back to the company. So if someone has their rims and they break a rim, the idea being they would get a replacement, they would send that broken one in. And then instead of that rim being thrown away into the ocean to like stab beautiful fish in the eyes, they, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they, they build come, what? Stems, stems, tire levers, levers, whatever. Yeah. Tire uh, I know they've done tire levers so far, but they have the process, uh, whoever they work with or whether they do it in house, they are in control of that process of breaking everything down. It's not like they just send it off to someone else who's going to throw it away. It actually happens. Yeah. 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 Do they do they ride any differently than other carbon wheels, or do they feel like a? I mean, they were like an eighteen hundred gram. Yeah, they do. They have. They're a little more damped, or I wouldn't say dead because they're not dead feeling. But if you look at the material that it's made out of, it reminds you a lot more of if you know what a Pelican case is. You know, like a big audio or video gear case, and it's a really hard plastic. 
it reminds me a lot more of that than what you would think of as a typical carbon fiber that you see other rims or mountain bike frame mm-hmm. made out of. And it's just a very, yeah, a very damped Interesting. feel. What bike are you running them on? I have had them on the Revel Rascal, and I've also had them on the uh, Esker okay. Rowl. Interesting. Yeah, I've been riding that Esker yeah. quite a bit lately. What about tires, Dan? In your in your article, I see that you mm-hmm. seem to have a brown minion in your a brown sidewalled minion in your best of article. Yeah, that is Terabell's Kessel, and so Terabell is QVP body bicycle products. Um, they're a huge distributor here in the U.S., and they have a lot of in-house brands like Salsa and, and Terabell. And Terabell is their tire company, and that's their first take on like kind of an all-mountain trail tire. They had a couple of cross-country tires last year, and I think they have some more wide tires, kind of like plus-size bikes, fat bikes, stuff like that. But, you know, these showed up and I looked, I was like, oh, cool, it's another Minion. And then I threw them on. They actually work really darn well. Question. Why, why wouldn't you just run a Minion? That's... A lot... Why wouldn't people just run a Minion? <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> so I guess but what I mean by that is not to knock Terravel, but is the answer that this, this tire is less expensive? Or it has a different ride characteristic, different weight, I guess would be my question, that kind of stuff. It has a little bit different ride characteristic. I think that that tire has a little bit more grip than Minion, but what? less grip Impossible. than a Hasegai. And it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, when you're getting in corners, it does. But the thing that I think is hard, and the hard sell on that tire, though, is that they don't cost less than a Minion. And I think if you're looking at that, then it's like, you have to see it as another option to a Minion. You know, I think everyone has a brand that they like or a brand that they don't yeah, like. And so, that's, you know, I think it's just good to see another option. Out it there. is good, but it's there. I feel like that's an uphill battle. Like if it if it costs as much as a million, you know, but on the other hand, it's not like people, a, a ton of people go out and are like, well, I don't want to spend that much on Maxis or Schwalbe. So I'm just going to use Specialized because they're less expensive. So maybe... I don't know, maybe price doesn't have much to do with it. Maybe people just want what they want. Right. The people want the tan sidewalls. Ah, people are crazy yeah. if they want the tan sidewalls. It <laughs> yeah. looks like I shit. Guess Maxis <laughs> doesn't have a tan sidewall opinion. Uh, they, oh, well, there you go. They have skin wall. Yeah, they do. I'm pretty sure. Do they? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think it's the tan. The, the Terravel color is like the, almost the old school brown. Like a little different. Mm. I hate, I, I, yeah, I don't like skin wall. No, colors. I'm not on it. No. It looked good on that uh, Epic you guys had. No, I thought it looked yeah, not I good. Yeah, I thought it looked good on that. I but thought I it looked like 1987. I don't want my my twelve thousand dollar <laughs> mountain bike to look like 1987. <laughs> I want it to look like now <laughs> or the future. Or the future, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when we get to your list, you've got future things on your list. <laughs> some, <yeah. laughs> okay, so before we move on, let's talk about your Fox wet weather gear. It's a it's a lot of stuff. Have you ever thought about maybe if it's that wet out, not riding, just staying in and riding the next day when it's sunny? Man, I rarely go ride when it's raining uh, because I really don't like getting wet. But when it rains, it leaves these things called puddles. And gross. Yeah, it's horrible, especially, I mean, it's really <laughs> year round. I hate getting wet. I'll do anything I can avoid to getting, do to uh, not get my feet wet. And especially like if you're on a long cross country ride, are you, the worst thing are you is getting to water. <laughs> no. He's like the polar opposite of Cass. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I only ride in the wet in the no, rain. I, I love to go swimming. Like. But I mean, it rains here all the time. 
And, you know, like you can only get so much roost on your back and on your shorts before you're just like sitting in a puddle. And, uh, you know, especially on cross country rides, it's really nice to be able to have shorts that shed water and you're not just like sitting in cold, damp moisture, you know, for two hours after the first 15 minutes of your cross country ride or your trail ride or whatever. And so just having some of that cold, cold weather, wet weather gear on hand, uh, proves really useful. And, you know, I'll, I guess the question though, Dan is, are you riding more because you have the gear now? Some days that I would not have gone out. I definitely will still go out now. Boom. There's the answer then, right? Yeah. Money well spent. Oh, well, not so. that you bought this stuff, yeah. but. <laughs> 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 All right. So before we move on, Dan, he also had specialized 2FO roost clipless shoes. And what else did you have on this list, Dan? You also had Am- the clarity glasses. Yeah, the pot glasses and the ambush helmet. Um, yeah. You know, I just like things that make life simple and easy and all that stuff's just easy to grab. The glasses fit in the back of the helmet there. You can run a clear or a light tint lens. Um, they're comfortable and they're only $265. Although I have expensive glasses on my list too. So I feel you. Dan. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, they make a difference. They do make a huge difference. And the, the thing I hate about glasses though, is just how easily they scratch. You spend, you know, People spend $265 on a pair of glasses. You should be able to like clean them with dirt on your lens cloth or whatever. Or wipe it off with your hands. You should hands. be able to clean them with dirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. You should <laughs> not to you can, 200 That much money, I should be able to clean them with dirt. <laughs> Without them doing yeah. anything, they should come out cleaner. Yeah. yeah. They should repel like dirt. Yeah. All these companies need to come out with like a Pacific Northwest version that costs $50 and just comes with a stack of clear lenses. Yes. I don't need any tint ever on my yeah, would, sunglasses. They you don't just like some rogue that every now and then. I mean, like I use the very lightest tint or clear all the time, and you don't need more than that. You're not on a road bike; you're in the woods. Yeah, especially this time of year. We were riding the other day. It was twelve thirty, and it was like it was blinking to make it seem like I could see better. It was so dark. It was Cass, very weird. It sounds like you need rose lenses. They bring things out, and they also even everything out. It's nice. There's still a tint to them. Any tint yeah. when it's like it's like nighttime in the middle of the day now. Yeah, it is yeah, actually. So it's only getting better uh, from now on. False is you know, it, it's true. Yeah. We, we crossed the threshold. <laughs> Every yeah. year on the longest day of the year, which was yesterday for the shortest people listening. Day of the year. Shortest the day of the night. year. Yeah. Longest <laughs> night of the year. Yeah. I say to myself, usually out loud, it only gets better from here with my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm glad we're there. Well, Levy, we should probably talk about your picks on your list. You have a special list. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're even your time you said this is you know, well plus you slacked you only picked nine things because you it's got all tired i could come up with i only I liked nine things uh-huh. <laughs> and you only mostly loved them and uh, yeah i don't even know where to start in here let's talk about the structure like because yeah 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 that's the that's got linkage everything it's got a yeah. linkage fork up front and that's why i liked it can i also tell you why it's on my list i feel like if you're gonna attack me no yeah let me know tell me why why <laughs> you love this bike what do you love about the structure because it proved to me that there is a different way to do this that can be just as good or better in other ways you know yeah the bike is fucking weird looking it's like it's super weird you know no one's gonna they're gonna sell very limited numbers expensive weird heavy blah blah blah, all the things but for all the haters out there all the people that don't know like you get on this thing 
the way that it handles when that fork is working is unreal. Yeah. It just, you just, it just feels, you just feel like you're in more control. Until you're not and get concussed. <laughs> Jesus. I, should, I that, like it yeah. when I lead the podcast. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it does seem like I, I do like companies like this that are thinking outside the box. Like it, it's nice that it's not a normal horse link bike that not a cookie cutter bike. So yeah, I do I, see why it made you list because <clears throat> there's nothing like that out there. I don't think I've ever seen one in the wild. Like, have you ever seen one? In the besides wild? the one you'd be on? Like, no. you've been riding along and seen someone else with a structure. No, no way. No. <laughs> yeah, <me neither. laughs> they, they do have a demo. Selfie. <laughs> they, they do have a demo program, though. And I think it's like in, it's obviously not going right now with Corona stuff happening. But like, yeah. it, for people, if you're listening and this demo program, when it's running and it comes close to you, try the bike. It's really cool. And it might be just the ticket for you. Yeah. All right, let's see. What else do you have on your list? Some other polarizing things? No. Yeah, I mean, that's all. We can talk about your car, though. Yeah, your car is not practical. You live in Squamish, where a lot of time it's wet and snowy, but you have yeah. a car that kind of just goes sideways. Yeah, well, I did like that you wanted to yeah, that's cool. change the color of it, though. Yeah, I'm done with that yeah. blue. It's just, it's super annoying. I don't want yeah. people, I don't, I don't <laughs> like people looking at it <laughs> as much. <laughs> I'd like it's it to go loud, probably. <laughs> yeah, I w- I'd like it to be a little under the radar, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that thing. It's basically a yeah, motorbike. That's good. Yep. Well, how much, how many parts broke on it this year? Uh, some definitely did, but they were my fault. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've had it long enough. You're probably getting it sort of dialed. Who all maybe oh, I was going to just ask who's written in it. Have you written it Cass? I've drove it. I've drove it. Yeah. It was so scary. I think it's better by now, but when I stepped on the it gas, had- it pulled so hard to the right that I thought I was going <laughs> to crash into whatever was to the right of me. <laughs> We were okay, so it it Casimir, it had some it had some uh steering it had some ball joint issues at that particular day. And I did mm-hmm. warn you guys and mm-hmm. it was fixed, you know, a couple days after and and you should oh you're trapped in the States, but it doesn't yeah. pull as much anymore. But yeah, of course it has all the torque steer. That's what it is. You need to be smooth, Casimir. Like yeah, how I ride yeah. a bike, smooth. Yeah. I'm not used to torque steer. I don't think my safari has torque steer. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the wind moves it around, but that's it. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on from motorized things to your, oh, you get some tires, some Hans Dompf's on there. How are yeah. those still on your list? What? The Hans Dompf. You haven't moved on to like a new modern tire? It was good like they years it. ago, but- didn't they re- they redid yeah, it just a few years sort ago? Sort of. Did they redid yeah. it like seven years ago? It's just pre- <laughs> it's like new. I guess so. I don't know. I'm skeptical. <laughs> you know. Picks. Okay. So okay. Okay. Here. 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 So okay. in Squamish, that tire is is on the lighter side of what I would run. Definitely, it's mm-hmm. really rocky and pointy here, and and I'm happy to have an extra 200 grams a lot of times for sure. Um. But in most other places in BC, that Hans Dampf is the tire that I would run. Why not like a Nobby Nick? Uh, Nobby Nick. Nobby Nick. I'm just picturing it in my head. I wasn't a fan a of the Nobby Nick as so much. It has less like side things. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like the Hans Dampf. Someone even said that Hans Dampf cha- like, translates to Jack of all trades, master of none. I don't know oh, if that's really? true. But that seems, yeah. Oh. But it seems if that's a true translation, that's kind of what I always felt like that with that tire. Yeah. And that's like, why, all right, I, but that's why I like it. Mm. Okay, you know, you know those continent, <laughs> like, like how you just say, hmm, okay, the most like dismissive, hmm, okay. <laughs> you know those, you know those continental mud tires we love so much. Yeah, the uh, Derberans. Yes, 
amazing in the mud, right? Yeah. And not great everywhere else. No, that was like a winter special. Yeah. And same with most of the other tires. Like they all have, to me, it feels like there's everything or a lot of things are so specialized that I'm, I don't like it. You know, I want things to be super well-rounded. I think what you're saying is you're sick of changing tires after the field test. Yeah, I'm not changing any more tires. <laughs> I want the I have, stack of all trades. I'm going to get Alex tire. to do that now. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> all right, let's see. What else is on your list? You've got tire pressure gauge. I love that tire pressure gauge, too. That's a Topeak digital gauge. Shout out it's Topeak. Nice. It's very yeah, good. That's good. I got a floor pump now that has a gauge in it. So now digital? I don't need to use Yeah, and it's made by Topeak. So I checked them to make sure they're reading the same, and they do. So now I don't even need to use the little Perfect. pressure gauge. Yeah, yeah it's pretty nice. That'll be um, on Mike Levy's 2021. Yeah, once he gets that, because I told him about this. I told him about this one. So now, gonna... <laughs> uh, let's see what else is on your list. You got some Grim Donut. Obviously, the Grim Donut would be on your list. That was probably one of the better projects this year. Have you ridden it at all anymore? Is it no. around or is it destroyed? No, it's not Where'd destroyed. It it's no, it's semi-retired right now. We're working on the, yeah. the next version. Yeah. Well, I know it's getting pulled apart at some point. I just didn't know if that happened. No, no, not yet. Don't tell people that. We already told them one time. Oh, did it's we? It's not oh, a secret. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so we're going to wreck it. <laughs> yeah. They know. I don't want to, but I want to, I want to yeah. put it in, like have it behind us in our studio, you know, or have yeah. it in the PB office or something. And we can save the head tube or something and bronze it or do some yeah, sort maybe. of whack. All right, we'll wrap up your picks. You got the BMC URS gravel bike. I remember yes. you were looking at that when we were doing the uh, the field test in Sedona. The cycling tips guys were, we went over to their place and looked in a garage and they had all kinds of crazy gravel bikes. Actually, we had them too, but hang on. Now I remember. Yeah, we, we the, the gravel, the cycling <laughs> for, tips guys were storing their gravel bikes in our garage. For, for everybody <laughs> wondering how much we prepare for these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is a while ago this is like the olden days back in march when we could still hang out and stuff yeah exactly yeah but anyways we ended up with a whole bunch of gravel bikes in the garage of that place we were staying that belonged to cycling tips and then somehow you ended up with one of them yeah well i'm i mainly picked that bmc to come home with me because of the way it looks it just looks like it's from the future i didn't even know anything about it at first i was just like look at that plus it's got a little squishy back end yeah it's got a little boinger on the back yeah, so BMC says that that little rubber bumper supplies 10 millimeters of squish, and inside are two, if you were to take that rubber bumper out, Kaz, you would see like these two little uh, aluminum stanchion tubes, and they run through these bushings, so the whole thing is connected, even though you can't see the see the little stanchion tubes in there. It's really, really neat. Makes a difference, for sure, um, but it's not suspension. It's not like you hit an edge and it does anything. It's more like you're in the seat pedaling on a rough road and like it you know, takes a little bit of the buzz away that's about it cool yeah and obviously i'm just loving that thing it's so much fun it's nice to yeah. just not ride a mountain bike mm-hmm. and do different rides do you take it on mountain bike trails ever like do you kind of go yep yeah 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 that's i i do nothing too hairy mm-hmm. lots of people around here they want their gravel bike to be burly like they want to be able to ride not real mountain bike not like gnarly mountain bike trails but they end up putting like 27.5 maxis minions on and a dropper post and and this kind of stuff and i mean don't you guys have a mountain bike already yeah. why not just yeah, in, keep it as yeah, a curly bar speedy machine and i'm not going to put a dropper on it like i want to 
go down the trails and have some fun. And if I have to walk a little bit, that's fine too. I don't, it's not, it's not that bike. I would love to be in the woods. <laughs> I do want to be in the woods and see Levy walking down the trail. Hey, with his gravel bike. <laughs> I have a really funny story actually. So okay. we have a, a little jump area here. Um, it is sort of, Sarah, it's above Canadian Tire, like in that Coho yeah. Park area. There's some, there's some fun, decent sized jumps in there. Some big ones too. Um, mm-hmm. Who's who's the youngster that's sponsored by Trek? That's really good. Jackson Goldstone. Yeah, yeah Jackson Goldstone. This is home. <laughs> oh yeah, Jackson <laughs> <Who's> Goldstone. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I, it's just a lot of bike stuff. It's hard to keep track. So, my partner and I, Sarah, we're on a gravel ride, and we're just exploring, and we end up riding single track down into this jump park, and I'm wearing like full on. I might as well have been wearing white tights and a breathe right strip and a visorless helmet, like full on Lycra. So Sarah, and guess who's there? Jackson Goldstone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the Shimano, this is home video. They call it the Coho bike park, which is pretty funny because it's like quite a small little area, but Jackson has put in like a lot of work and there's some, yeah, big jumps in there. Yeah. Did he heckle you? Uh, You know what? He is extremely nice and respectful of his elders, and he did not heckle me. <laughs> that was awesome. He, was a good kid. <laughs> he should have thrown Jackson. If you're listening, you should have thrown something at me. Come on, <laughs> chase me out of your park. <laughs> yeah, but see if he had a dropper, you could have been hitting those jumps right next to him. No, dude. Have you ever ridden a gravel bike, Cas? Like a gravel bike for real on a gravel ride? No. Uh-uh. Yeah. I bet I like I, it. I, I, I hear you ride a lot, lot of e-bikes though. We'll talk about that another time, though, Kaz. We're talking about that. I've been riding some e-bikes, yeah. Let's keep, yeah. It, keep it on the list. Keep it on the yeah. list. Yeah, we'll talk about it another time. But mostly regular pedal bikes are better than everything. So, um, yeah. Anything else on your list you want to talk about? You got a, you recommended a podcast that isn't ours, but it's related to... Yeah, just a car racing podcast. Car People racing. don't want to hear about that, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's about it. You good? Yeah. yeah. Good you, you made a lot of fun of my list, but do you honestly think... Like, there's nothing wrong with that list, Kaz. No, there's things like you love. These are things that like entertained you more than like things you actually want to own and like but possess and have as your own. I that's feel like. what that's makes okay. me love them. I feel like yeah. we should have one word that like wraps up each person's list. Like, I think Dan called his practical. Oh. And I don't know what Levy's would yeah. be. Levy's is eclectic. Eclectic. <laughs> that works. Yeah. What, would, what would yours be, Sarah? Apparently people thought it was... Uh, Expensive, but high, bougie, high. bougie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is pretty fancy. With- <laughs> hey, hey, Kaz, I got, I got a word for yours. Boring. Yep, <laughs> you beat me to the punch. <laughs> Kaz, you got shoes and platform pedals. You got a book on your list. I got a book. I know, man. It's like a I, page I book. nearly <laughs> thank God you put that ext fork on there. <laughs> yeah, I had to balance it out a little bit. Couldn't so, be all. what's the deal here? So. We know that a 36 with the high-end damper is, it's not holding anybody back. And same goes for your Lyric with that Charger 2.1. Those things are amazing right now. Can something be noticeably better? Sort of and kind of not. Like I had to actually thought a lot about putting that 36 on there because I've really been loving the 36 this year. It's been on a ton of bikes and just working super well. So like, it's like half the fork. price of the XD. And then I put it on my yeah. list. And-, <laughs> and you put it on your list. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the 36 is great, but I did have a good time on the era and it is different. It's from a small company kind of getting, you know, they're kind of getting into the fork market um, when they just used to make shocks. And it, yeah, it's definitely super, super supple. Very one, thing, expensive. one thing, Kaz, I'm going to just interrupt before we start talking too much. EXT, they make a bunch of 
super high end uh, dampers for like WRC cars and historic mm-hmm. stuff. And also their their mountain bike shocks like that Storia and the Arma. People that ride those, they say very good things, don't they? Like they do premium, yeah. premium shit. It's high end stuff. Franco that over there, I mean, he's done stuff, like you said, with the WRC, I think some Formula One stuff, maybe like he, he knows what's going on inside of, um, you know, he knows how to make the boingy bits work well. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> technical this, terms. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they're even putting together some kind of classes for, uh, for like rally teams to help like educate them about suspension. So he sent me over some of that stuff to check out. Oh, can it's you send cool. that to me? I want to see. Mm-hmm. Send it to me. Yeah. Um, but either way, so, you know, first offering from them and yeah, I got a good amount of rides on it. Just really impressed Has some features that differentiates it from some forks out there. Like you can adjust the end stroke ramp up, um, and mid stroke with the separate positive air chamber. Oh, so it's, it's air chamber volume as opposed to like Manitou's HBO system. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, I get, you know, it's worth noting. There's nothing on this fork that's like completely new, but I don't think you need to, lots of technologies exist for a reason. So, but they just kind of took a bunch of cool features included in it. Um, the crown has a little bit different design that's designed to keep it from creaking so far. We haven't had any creaking. It does have a little coil spring. It's kind of give it like super, um, and like soft beginning stroke. And then it has all the other things you want. So like a helper uh, spring. uh Exactly. So, yeah, cool fork. I was super impressed. And I think one, it's up in Canada now. So hopefully you get to spend some time on it to see what you think. Cause I want other people to ride it to get some, get some feedback. I, I want to know more though. What is it? Like, is it the damping that makes it better? Is it that it's I think super it's, slippery? For me, it was, yeah. For me, it's like how slippery it was and how it has so much grip, but it doesn't feel like you're just blowing through all the travel. Like it's grip. And then the mid stroke support is there and mid stroke support gets said so much. that so it's kind of annoying. It's, it's not a cliche, but it is a phrase. It's almost hard for people to take you, it seriously, but you say it when you want somebody to think that you're like super technical and smart. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, about but, that mid stroke. <laughs> yeah. So basically with this fork though, you know, you can go, go down something super rough and steep and it feels like it's gripping really nicely, but then you haven't used all the travel and it, and it felt like it has, you know, just, it works the way it should. But yeah, it is how, for me, it was how slippery it was without blowing through its travel. So does it have adjustable travel? Um, it does not, not easily. I so think I can't can lower it to a hundred millimeters. Damn it. <laughs> probably can. I bet there is a way. <laughs> like, I didn't pull it all the way up to see how that. they get the travel, but you could probably, they have for different sizes. You could yeah. probably make it a short travel. Thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that was a kind of a standout fork this year. So we'll Tell- see more competition. It's super expensive, but it's, it's a small Italian company. How, how much is it? I think it's like 1900 US. Oh. Oh, it literally yeah. is almost twice as much. Yeah, yeah, it's almost twice. I it's was not joking. like a thirty-six is cheap, so it's it's expensive. So yeah, thirty-six um, like thousand bucks, Kaz, right mm-hmm. around there. Yeah, which yeah. is still a lot of money. So, but you know, like I said, if you do have a thirty-six, you don't have to be like, oh, I need the era to make me a better rider. But it's it's a good option for someone that's just wanting that something different that works really well. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's talk about your book, Power Broker. Yeah, have you read, ridiculous. Have you read anything for Robert Carroll before? How did you find this book? No, I think somebody, I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. I think Edward Norton made a movie that's like very, very loosely tied into this era. And I think I heard an interview with him or something where he mentioned this book. He mentioned reading this book. And then I was like, I'll check it out. And then I got it and just got into it. And for the beginning of like quarantine time, when there's obviously lots and lots of home time, I just started reading it. And it's a big book and like it's, it is like a thousand pages. So and it's not super quick read like it's kind of dense you have to sometimes just read the same page a couple of times but um yeah it's about this guy who just basically ended up being the 
he was like the boss of New York without being an elected official. Like he like mob? was in charge, not like the mob, um, more like he was in charge of the roads. And so he would get roads placed through wherever he wanted, like the transit and everything. So he basically controlled how New York run wait, 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 for wait. years and years. Was this a true story? Is it a true story? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, oh, it's wow. a uh, biography. Yeah, it's the best biography I've ever read. It's it's ridiculous. And he would he did a lot of bad things. He's a, not a good person. Like he would just run these highways through, you know, the the ghetto basically, and so take all these people and displace them and give them super shitty housing as a replacement for like running a highway through their house. He wouldn't listen to anybody. Like he was a brutal, like wildly just wanted power. He didn't really care about money because he's a rich dude and like he came yeah. for money. But he just wanted to have all the power. Is he still around? No, he died in um, the seventies, I think, maybe the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. this, this took place in like the basically like the fifties, like thirties to from the thirties to like the end of the sixties is when he was in power or his power, I guess. I feel like maybe we should do book recommendations in our podcasts now. Yeah, I mean, like, we all be like cool reading something and have books and stuff and and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> better for music, me than movie like, recommendations. Definitely read a lot. More. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's not a lot to recommend. So good. Movies or books? Sarah can do books, but not movies or music because yeah. those are uh, <laughs> different tastes. <laughs> yeah, so I put this on there because yeah, obviously we all just talk about bikes and bikes, bikes, bikes. But I like to read when I'm not riding bikes. So. Yes. Yeah. Especially this time of the year. Yeah, there's a lot of reading time. Right. Yeah. Kaz, you also had a boa tube strap that made people really upset. I know I put that on there. People love to hate it, but it's like a simple thing. It just has a boa strap. Boa makes could... people angry. It's a fact. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> and I, I, you know, personally on my shoes, I don't really like boa, but I figure for like a little strap like this. Why? And why? Uh, I like sometimes it. I just end up, I just like laces and simplicity and I end up fussing if the boa They're is not, not simple. Laces are pretty damn simple. I don't know. No, they're not. <laughs> they, they are, but they take way longer than a boa to attach. I'm pretty quick to tie my shoes at this point. It was super easy to adjust. You can adjust it on the bike while you're moving. You could just reach down, you know, when your feet, they get, they swell or whatever. You can adjust them and yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you can like, it. it's not, I don't hate it. It's just, why do you hate it? I don't hate it. (laughs) But I do like how it does make people like very polarized. And then when they see this, like, oh, it's $35. Yeah, it's $35. Like people go to the bar and drink themselves into like $200 of drinking. Like I think a $35 tube strap's okay. Yeah. So what is, yeah, what is it about this tube angry. strap? Um, well, I like it because it's, it's just easy. I can switch it between bikes super easy because yeah. the way that the bar loops around on the other side, just kind of unloop it, switch it between bikes because I always forget to bring a tube if I don't move it around. So. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just works well, cinches it down. Simple. Made it like this lightweight, some kind of like sail sailcloth material. What was that tube that's on the strap? Oh, uh, that's a tubolito. It's like a used tubolito. But I've moved on to the Schwalbe tubes now because they're white. And they Which one's lighter? Uh they're close. This like the Schwalbe's only like 87 grams. It just seems pretty light. It's super tiny. All right, Kaz. And the last thing on your list is a hip pack. How often are you wearing a hip pack enough that it's on your best of list? Like, yeah, do you ever ride. really have you yeah. ever heard of pockets and like water bottles and stuff? Why do you wear a hip my pack? cargo shorts? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagining all of Mike Levy's rides are only like an hour now because he's like, I can't go out carrying anything. I, don't, I can't yeah. have a backpack, I have a hip pack. Like, <laughs> if it doesn't fit in my pockets, I'm not going that long. <laughs> you, I forgot, Kaz, that you don't wear bib shorts with pockets in them. So, of course, you're no, you don't have that storage option. That's true. 
Yeah. To, for me, that in itself, like I would literally, if I only had bib shorts with chamois cut out of them, I would still wear the bibs just for the pockets. It's that helpful. They make a thing. I think that Specialized makes like a top that's just like a stretchy thing with pockets in it. Yeah, no, but I'm a sane person who knows that I need to be using a chamois. So no. yeah, that's, that's a different topic too. There were lots of questions. I had to answer questions about the underwear in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> about the underwear? Yeah, people were like asking how I can wear it, not wear a chamois. And I had to explain that it's really easy. You just don't wear one and wear underwear. When you, when you started not wearing a chamois though, Kaz, did you... Let's talk about Casimir's saddle stores <laughs> for a minute, everybody. <laughs> no, have it, you, it wasn't hard to do. Yeah. Have you never had like a terrible saddle store, Kaz? Not really. Not since like... I don't know, when I was like 16 or 17, I didn't know you weren't supposed to wear like underwear underneath a chamois. I did a 24 hour race. I might've been younger, maybe 15. So I did a 24 hour race solo and I wore cotton tidy whities under a chamois. And that was very bad. Yeah, you should not like do when, that. I, when I worked in a bike shop, that was always like the first thing I told people when yeah. they were buying a chamois was like, don't wear your underwear under this, yeah. except to try it on right now. <laughs> yeah. Cause I didn't know I was little. I was like, oh, I need these. Everyone wears chamois. And I, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I don't usually struggle with saddle sores. So you've never been in a bathtub crying, lancing a saddle sore on, in hot water? No. No, okay. No. Me neither. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what everybody wants to hear. <laughs> talk about saddle sores. <laughs> uh, no, but aren't we talking about hip packs? I like the we hip were. pack. Let's go back to the hip pack. I don't want to talk yeah. about saddle sores. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like that one. It's the right size. I can fit a mini pump in it. So again, sometimes just switching between bikes, I forget to have the pump in a bracket on the on the bike itself like that's my ideal is to have the pump not on my back but this pack will hold a little pump in there what about a mini shock pump do you put a shock pump in there um, i know that I, that's something with us we need often with all these different bikes yeah using my first ride or two on a bike i'll bring a shock pump i have a different hip pack that actually fits a shock pump better in it um and eventually i'm going to get that mini digital one that's floating around out there i've seen in that pictures yeah. of it and i need that yes um, but yeah i don't know it's just a nice comfy pack it's got a little slot for your cell phone a little side pocket for some tools how many hip packs do you have? Do you have like one for every day of the week? I Different got like four colors? or five of them kicking around. That you wear? Four or five. Yeah. Like every once in a while, like one will get wet or muddy or I don't know. I'll leave it you're, in my van and I'll grab a different one. <laughs> you're saying that like he wears a purse or something when he's riding. Like, I can't believe you would wear a hip yeah. pack. How many Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. I just grab whatever. whatever. It's just like people have different packs. I don't know. There's a, I just have a couple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like they come in for review and then I review them and still have them. And yeah, so and you I just have them and use them all the time. Yeah, but this is the one I use the most. Like a weirdo. Um, <laughs> Kaz, you also have some nuke-proof Sam Hill Horizon pedals. You run platform pedals fairly often. Yeah, I'm about half you've, and half, I'd say. You use a lot of, you've used a lot of platform pedals over the years. What's yeah. Why these? They look like one, normal, boring platform pedals. Why are they, yeah, why are they on your list? Yeah, because they're the ones that they just feel the, the most right for me. You know, they're kind of... They're not the absolute widest, absolute thinnest, but they just have nice dimensions. They keep spinning. They you know go through all the mud and everything. No, no problems. Um, and they're not so grippy that I can't move my feet, but they're also not so slippery that my feet blow off. So that's kind of a happy medium. I like them. And they say Sam Hill on them, so that can't hurt, right? <laughs> it never hurts yeah. to channel some Sam Hill. Yeah. Okay. I think that's enough for our best of lists. So what do you think? Which one of us got it right? Which one of us was way out to lunch? Let us know how badly Casimir messed up in the comments below. And make sure to rate us on whatever podcast app that you're listening to us on, but only if you're going to do five stars. 
look forward to in the near future, we're going to be talking Pink Bike Awards. Everybody's favorite subject, right, Casimir? <laughs> the best. Not, the best. not polarizing at all. <laughs> no. So in the coming episodes, we'll be talking Pink Bike Awards and predictions for 2021. Everybody take care. We'll see you next time.